1: It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore, from WBEZ.
0: Hi, I'm WBEZ reporter Monica Eng. You might not know it, but here in the U.S., we throw away about 40 percent of all our edible food, causing hundreds of billions of dollars in food waste a year. But it's not just bad for the economy. It's also terrible for the environment. For example... Wasted food uses up more than 21% of our fresh water. It takes up almost 20% of our landfill space, where it belches greenhouse gases. And it uses up energy and farmland, just to be thrown away. So a few years ago, the federal government launched a challenge to cut our food waste in half by 2030. And that's where this week's question comes in. We got it from retired newspaper editor Larry Green. He still consults and travels a lot these days, so he's seen his share of delays at O'Hare and was curious to know.
1: What happened to the food that was prepared for flights that either got canceled or were delayed several hours?
0: I love this question, because one bad storm, it can cancel dozens of flights, which translates into thousands of meals, meals that have already been purchased and prepared. So what happens to them? The answer's kind of disturbing. Before I told Larry, I asked him for his best theory. He guessed most of these meals start frozen. And like TV dinners, if there's a delay, they can just stay frozen.
1: Just because of the way it comes to you super hot on trays on long flights, and I would imagine that maybe some of it was donated to food banks.
0: So frozen or donated sounds pretty logical, especially when you think about how many hungry people could use the food. But Larry, I'm sorry to say, the food from those delayed and canceled flights at O'Hare, it's neither frozen nor donated. Instead, it's thrown away. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of meals down the drain at O'Hare alone. To understand why, let's take a quick trip through the life of an airplane meal. Each day, in industrial kitchens near airports, workers make thousands of fresh in-flight meals. They put together sandwiches, chopped veggies, sear meat and assemble trays for the number of passengers expected to eat in flight meals that day. During this time, temperature control is crucial. So once the food has been produced in the flight kitchen, really, it is being chilled and is kept in cold storage uh, until just before it goes to the aircraft. That's Philip Eberhard of Gate Gourmet. It caters dozens of the world's largest airlines, including American, Delta, and British Airways. After those meals have been cooked and chilled, he says those chilled trays are stacked into rolling carts and loaded onto the plane just before the passengers arrive. Some planes have refrigerators on board, and some don't. But if it's timed right, they don't need them, because the food is eaten before it gets too warm. The hot dishes, they're even more complicated. Eberhardt says they get loaded onto the flight half-cooked. That way, they won't get overcooked in the course of reheating on the plane. It's kind of an art. And the art really is to cook it to the point that once it's reheated, it is just right. So it's all freshly cooked, cooled down, and partially reheated on the plane. And if it all works out, the cold stuff stays cold, the hot stuff gets hot, and everyone gets their chow. But what if the flight doesn't take off? or if it's delayed for more than six hours. Then, Eberhard says... The flight will be re-catered, that's what we call it. That means the kitchen crew has to make the entire batch of meals all over again. And the old ones will be um, disposed of according to the health safety regulations. That disposal can mean incinerated, ground up, or just thrown away. And it isn't just gate gourmet. Airlines that don't use Gate Gourmet to cater their flights, like United, for example, told me they do the same thing. Airline officials say it's all about keeping food fresh and in safe temperature zones, which are strictly regulated by food authorities. Still, it's not a pretty picture when you realize that hundreds of thousands of these meals were tossed out from O'Hare flights alone last year. On top of that — and this is even when flights aren't canceled — there's more food waste. It happens when international flights arrive at O'Hare. For regulatory reasons, their leftover food has to be incinerated. I recently talked to Steve Dietz of the Food Donation Connection. He's seen this part firsthand. And he says it's not just a bunch of sandwiches or cheese plates.
1: It's worse than that. It's filet and it's lobster. I mean, you know, in first-class meals, they have some of the finest dining you'll ever see. To have them pull off a dozen or more filet meals and throw them away, it's, it's heartbreaking.
0: This type of waste doesn't have an easy solution because of regulations on foreign foods. But the canceled flights may have a solution. In fact, last year, O'Hare Airport donated more than 87,000 pounds of -of end-of-the-day food to local charities. But that was from restaurants and kiosks inside the airport. They're managed by a company called HMS Host that specializes in airport concessions. HMS says it regularly collects food for local homeless shelter Pacific Garden Mission, which does a pickup at O'Hare every morning. So why can't they take the food from the airplanes, too? They're just a few hundred yards away from the kiosks. I asked the creator of the food rescue app, Zero Percent. His name is Raj Karmani.
1: Food waste and food rescue as a solution is essentially a logistics problem.
0: Carmani knows the logistics could be tricky, getting food off planes, storing it safely, and getting it to the right agencies, like the ones that don't already have too much. On top of that, you're dealing with some half-cooked foods. But he says it's not at all impossible. In fact, Steve Dietz at Food Donation Connection says he's already seen it happen. It was a few years ago when Hurricane Sandy closed down Reagan Airport in D.C.,
1: we were able to help them donate 6,900 sandwiches to local charities uh, that would have typically been thrown away. But this is a a person that called us from Gate Gourmet that used to be part of our program with other employers that he was at. So he knew to call us.
0: So here, it just took the right partner, a guy who'd already worked with them and knew how to do it. But if it's going to be expanded, Dietz thinks you need buy-in from the top of the companies.
1: If we could get senior leadership from the major airlines to really make it a requirement with their caterers to come up with a way. Uh, I think that at least a significant portion of this food that's being thrown away could, in fact, be donated to local charities.
0: In other words... The logistics are solvable, but you need the will at the top of the corporation. These kinds of corporate food donations are a big part of the government's big food waste reduction program. But that program, it's totally voluntary. Companies don't have to join. And the last time we checked, no airline had yet signed up. Reporting on the story came from me, Monica Ng. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation.
1: Next time on Curious City, Boys Town, a neighborhood that was once a safe haven for the LGBTQ community, is changing. Eventually, there won't be a single gay person living within three miles of Boys Town. (laughs) That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. At a time when
0: information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the
1: source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Line wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.